Hello and welcome to the first ever edition of A Slice and Dice, a chance to sit back, relax and chat about all things TTRPG. In this first episode, I talk to Rich Windsor, uh, who is not only uh, a friend going back years, but also uh, an avid D&D player. In fact, as we work out during uh, the interview, uh, has been playing for four-fifths of his life uh, and he's uh, nearly but not quite twice as old as I am. Um, so a lot to delve into about a whole host of TTRPGs, uh, some fun memories as well, and just general, just general good vibes. So come join the uh, our little nerd out session and a trip down memory lane as I talk to Rich Windsor here on our first ever episode of A Slice of Dice. Rich, welcome to A Slice of Dice. Very pleased to see you. So glad to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, and you are. In many ways, the guinea pig. You are the first person uh, that will be. Uh, I'm doing an interview with in this format, so good luck. Should be fun. Um, <laughs> but hey, we're friends. It's fine. We go back. We go way back. Uh, we go back. We we're just saying this in the first take because I realised that I wasn't recording your voice. Um, nearly well, four, years, on five four or five years. years. Four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. How, how much time has passed? We've had a pandemic since then. We've had. We we've, had, we've had two monarchs in that time <laughs> we have we've had two monarchs Several god knows how many prime ministers yeah, yeah that's um, not even not even numerous home secretaries yeah. oh god all of all of them all of that bunch lovely um yeah. but as was discussed in the discord chat um beforehand uh, a nice little gimmick to lean into a slice of dice uh we talked about uh bringing a slice with you now i know you've just got out from work so you haven't got your slice but if you could bring any slice what would you bring I would have brought a fresh cream custard slice, which, mm -hmm. if you don't know what they are, I will describe. Go for it. They are about yay big, yay big, and they got, they're sort of like layers, like sandwich type layers, so they've got a layer of fresh cream custard, bit of jam in there, I think, some sort of like wafer things. And you can't eat them in any dignified fashion. Whenever you eat them, the cream squirts out the edges and it goes all over and it goes all in your hands and all in your beard and you end up looking like a right idiot. It's great. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that would definitely be... I mean, the, the posh people, the posh people that eat them with a fork. Now, you can't eat a cream slice with a fork. You've got to use your hands. It's it's yeah. wrong. You, know, it's like a right you just passage. can't use a fork. In my view, because you can buy them in Greg's, right? They're like bricks with like yellow yeah. custard in the middle. Yeah, right? I mean, Greg's, Sainsbury's, Marks and Spencer's everywhere, dude. Oh, sorry, yes, other bakeries are available. Just in case anyone's watching yes uh, <laughs> yeah just in case they might get you for the for the advertising or yeah stop like advertising yes, our competitor all that um but yes any in my view if, in anywhere that you if if they sell them in a bakery right they can't be eaten with cutlery because you you know you don't no, nothing you buy in greg's for instance you're going to use anything but your hands for are you? you're not gonna use a knife and fork in greg's exactly that would be no, weird no none of that well it would be it's it's just oh, you know it's an it's from up north they don't use knife and forks up there do they <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I don't, I can't. It's probably going to upset some people, but uh, you know. <laughs> it's just me. I don't care. It's well, yeah. it, it happened. We, we were talking to, we were talking to a northerner yesterday, weren't we? So you know, yeah, yes, exactly. Not yes. northern but folks alike. Uh, hmm. up north. Well, I spent time up there with the forces, so I know exactly what up north's like. That is all right. I'm, I, I jest. I'm, I'm joshing, but no, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not. It's not knife and fork sort of like um vittles no shall we say it's not you don't need the equipment it's, no but you know when they come down here for some reason people eat them with a fork and it's like nah. 
Yeah, not really my thing. If I'm going to eat it, I'm going to use me. <laughs> this will not do. <laughs> use my hands or nothing. No. Use my hands or nothing. How did you start off in um, tabletop role-playing games? What was your first experience? Right, well, I, I started off we were doing like the war gaming, like little figures and, you know, reenacting the Battle of Waterloo and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. And we used to get a... This is me and a couple of friends of mine. We used to get this magazine called Military Modelling and they kept on advertising this this game, all these games in there, Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons. And actually, I mean, I actually got it here. This was my first... Oh, this was my... props. Oh, can you see that? <laughs> yeah, Tunnels and Trolls. This this is not the original game because the original one was de- destroyed in a flood that I frequently tell about. But this, which was I think it's published about seventy eight. This one was published in nineteen eighty, so it's older than you. This book. Yep, yep, that is. Older than <laughs> but but this was obviously you know being sort of like how old was I at the time? I was about eleven years old when I got into it. Bearing in mind I'm fifty five now, so it's a long time. Forty four years. It's eleven years old. I, I, yes. So I got I I bought this and it was from company called flying buffalo mm-hmm. they're an american company but they had an office in west mids it was three pound fifty i still no three pound yeah three pound fifty i think it was for the book which i thought was an awful lot of money in those days mm-hmm. um and you ordered it from flying buffalo came through the post and now i've got this book and i'm like well what the hell do i do with this now <laughs> didn't have a clue what i was doing with it like you know you know, what, what do you do with it? So you read the rules, didn't understand a word of it. So we all read the rules, didn't understand a word of it. Um, and it wasn't like now where you've got things like YouTube, you've got all that sort of stuff. So if you don't know how to do something, you look on there and you watch other people doing it here. It was just like, you know, I don't know. So you play it the way that you think you play it, right? which was probably completely wrong. So I ended up getting that one. And my friend Martin, he bought... Um, the Holmes edition of which is the blue one of um, D&D basic D&D mm-hmm. and we sort of like because we didn't realize even that they were different games we thought it was all sort of like one game so we ended up with a sort of like a hybrid version of Tunnels and Trolls D&D plus what we thought we were doing and it ended up as you know it ended up as quite good fun actually oh, um, and it just developed yeah and it just developed from there really it was um, you know we went from there we finally did get the get a grasp of what we were doing and um excellent awesome. finally yeah and the same as everything you know so about 10 years later <laughs> yeah about 10 years later like oh god we know what we're doing but no and then all sort of like you know through the 80s we um we sort of like had a little gaming group every saturday and sunday we go to the same guy's house martin who was our dm and um played just whatever we felt like it so we we progressed on to obviously D advanced D first edition um room quest which is another one traveler mm-hmm. oh god what else gamma world all sorts of different things and it was just a case of we turn up nothing was ever planned and we just what well, what do we want to play today? well i fancy playing traveler well i don't want to play traveler well i want to play Traveller. and it was you know and whoever we vote for whichever game we wanted to play for and martin was really good because he could just make up adventures off the cuff i don't know how yeah. he ever did it but he would just straight off the cuff and we'd end up you know end up just playing with that so yeah and it sort of like it, it just went on all through the 80s until i went in the forces really and it sort of died a death because obviously there's other things going on mm. you know a lot of servicemen play but i just never really got around to it um and uh yeah it just sort of like died a death through, through then uh got married or well, met my wife got married 
left kids came along yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 Got kids came along yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 then like i said kids came along um started getting back into it probably in the late 90s a couple of people who i worked with at the time were into it and we started playing warhammer fantasy role play and that was quite good but then as with happens, people move away, blah, 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 blah. So that died of death. And then got into it again probably about five, six years ago when I started. There was a club that used to run at the ship down in Borough. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of people used to go there. And I went down there a couple of times. And yeah, it was, it was pretty good. But, you know, it was all right. And then I, I met Simon online, met him at the Sultan, which was our hangout at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's how the we Sultan. met through Simon, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. Game. And then, like I said, met yourself, met Matt, met everybody else, and it's we've just all stuck together, and we seem to be like a little core group of of lunatics that play when we can, really. <laughs> um, that that sounds like an actually quite an apt description of our group, just a bunch of lunatics. Well, it is. You know, well, I was going to say a little bunch of drunk, drunken lunatics most of the time, isn't it? It, it, was, like, it was certainly <laughs> yesterday, I'll, I will give you that. It's, uh, it's, I was it was a tad raucous. <laughs> it was very raucous the yesterday. raucous caucus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were, well, yeah, it was, it was a tad rowdy. There was some rowdy, rowdy snap behaviour. Yeah, it wasn't yes, just the D and D characters in the tavern getting rowdy. It was the players out. It was just in general. <laughs> yeah, it was just in general. Yeah. So obviously, there's there's quite a lot to unpack there of like your sort of journey because I mean, a uh, journey through uh, role playing games because you started. You said when you were eleven, and you're now fifty five. So that is uh, four fifths of your life. Um, <laughs> you have been playing role playing games and stuff. So, so a lot of uh, material there. And the thing actually that I wanted to um, pick up on was because obviously you know life happens you got married and uh, had kids and the rest of it and you know other things take priority over a hobby (laughs) which this is um but then you picked it up again in the 90s because you found out some colleagues some people you were working with were were into it how did that conversation how did that come about was it like because in the 90s it wasn't that mainstream right so was it like you caught them like saying something and understood what they were what they were referencing or was there like they approached you in a cowl and uh, under cover of darkness and asked you to join them in their basement well, like what happened well the guy whose house we used to do is a guy called fred and he was mad he was literally he was as mad as a bag of frogs when, when you talk about somebody being mad as a bag of frogs he was mad he was completely off his head and he <laughs> this was when i worked at a prison like i worked ah. as a prison officer and he would be talking about sort of like, oh yeah, I'm reenacting the Battle of Waterloo, you know, tomorrow and sort of thing. And he'd have he'd, he'd have this room in his house, which was just like a massive sort of war game table, and he would he'd have all these troops of soldiers everywhere. And then he was, we were talking about it one day because I used to I used to work with him a lot, and he was, oh, he said, uh, got this guy coming around, or it was another guy that works. He's coming around and he's playing this this game called Warhammer. I said, yeah, I know it. He said. Yeah, but it's not like the war game. He says, I know the war, the Warhammer war game, I'm where you fight big armies. He said, but this one's different. I said, yeah, Warhammer fantasy role play. He said, how do you know that? I said, well, I said, I've played it before back in the 80s when it first came out. He said, oh, well, he's coming around to play it. He says, you want to come around? I said, yeah, I'll come around. So I went around there and it just developed from there sort of thing. And like I said, I mean, it, it was quite apt because he played, Fred played a, the wolf troll slayer who are a bit unhinged anyway i don't know if you know the war what you've you've had it yourself and yeah they're a little bit unhinged which suited him down to the ground and funnily enough if you obviously my cat my latest character in D D is uh 
has got an armor class of 26 and has never been below 50 he says this points. a lot as well <laughs> the very thanks to glendor i have an armor class of 28 yesterday it was thanks to shield of faith but yeah so he's got an armor class of 26 and he's got these massive flowing locks isn't he and he's you know very proud of himself. it was um, but, repaired, um uh, something or other from kingdom of heaven was the character that you based his looks off of um yeah it's a place martin zokas is the guy it. who plays him I mean, if you look at kingdom of i can't remember i can't remember what his character's name but he's not a very nice chap in it but he's got these massive flowing locks and this perfect beard he's like hello so yes. yeah i based it off him and um I've completely lost my train of thought now. It happens when you get my age. But no, anyway. That's, that's, that's yeah, the so beauty we, of these uh, chats that we just end up going down yeah. a rabbit hole and we, we see where it goes. Um, but well, sorry, but, but, but yeah, but hole, going yeah. back to, yeah, but going back to Warhammer, my character there, he was another one that was carried in armour and you couldn't touch him. But So it was quite a sort of like, it's it's like I've gone back in time. And my D&D <laughs> character is almost the same as this one, you know, with his massive armour class. <laughs> and a bit of so, swagger because he's got a massive armour class. No, he's got a massive arm class and he's sort of like immaculate and he's, you know, he, he always rolls poorly on initiative because he's too busy sort of like doing his hair and things like that, which obviously is not, it's not based on me in real life because I have no hair whatsoever. Would you say with your, because that's an interesting point that I think comes up quite a lot, right, is um, when you're playing a character or when you create a character, do you generally... Um, make a character that's kind of quite similar to yourself or do you enjoy the escapism of you know for instance somebody who has a lot of hair you know and see what that's like compared to somebody who has no hair which is your daily experience like I, uh, <laughs> what is it for you would you say the thing is i've always tried to make I've, before i've tried to make characters that aren't like me but i've always reverted to type i've always reverted into, into one that just gets into fights all the time which was sort of like <laughs> me growing up and um yeah so it's it's hard to you know i've tried to do it if I, if I do like a comedy type case, like, I mean, I posted before, my my next character, what I want to based on Clinton, Clinton Baptiste from Phoenix Knights, who's like the the psychic medium. Oh, yeah. Um, Kenny Craig. Yeah, we yeah, about this. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So he sort of like comes in, yeah, right. You know, and he's, you know, reads people's minds and things and gets it completely wrong. So, yeah, I mean, I, but it will probably be, it's like, I mean, for example, in, in one of Matt's games, I played a cleric and he ended up being like Rambo. He was starting forward and leaping over crevices. You know, done the most uncleric like behaviour in the world. But that's that's like I said, it just reverts to type. Really, I can't. I've tried to play other characters, and I just do it poorly. So I just tend to, I just tend to sort of revert to your barbarians, your fighters, and things like that. I mean, this is the most I've ever played a cleric, a uh, paladin like. But then again, he's probably the most unpaladin like paladin in the world. He's you know. <laughs> yes he just he just hasn't got a clue why he's a paladin apart from the fact that he's sort of like the, the youngest no son of a bunch of nobles and that was all he could do it was either that or join the priesthood and he thought oh i don't want to be a priest at least if i'm a paladin i can hit things if, yeah so, um, it, it, i can sort of again referring to you know the character that you um based his looks off of like in the it feels like that kind of he was told to become a crusader because you know he's part of a noble line and he has all the money to, yeah. to be able to do that but he doesn't have the belief there or doesn't really understand oh god no. all this paladin like like how he does spells like he doesn't really get i get the impression that that siglendor if he uses a spell he doesn't really get magic very much other than smiting because that does more damage like i know how that works yeah yeah basically i mean like i said he's um you know he's got all these different spells 
but he won't heal anybody. People go, oh, I need healing. He's like, no, no I'm not healing. <laughs> I'm keeping that for myself. Please, Mr. Glendor, <laughs> lay on hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bleeding out here. Don't care. <laughs> Stop your complaining. Yeah, you know, if, if his hair went out of place, he'd probably have to cast like cure like wounds on his hair or something just to, you know, just to make his hair better. <laughs> is that is that like who launches his own like hair product range? <laughs> like, it's um, it's going to go there, yeah. Glendor yeah, Real. I think that's, that could be. Well, because we've got—I mean, haven't we? We've got the the spar as well that we found in one of the Barramazes, didn't we? We were doing the Barramaze campaign at the moment, yeah. and we found like we call it Joggle Spar. So we could have sort of like his own cosmetics or his own body care <laughs> stuff as a as a sort of like a sideline to that. And yeah, you know, yeah. nice little yeah, link on the side. It, yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, what, what is it they call it? Um, there's there's some like polyphenols or something like. You know, we could have paladin's polyphenols, and it's all the, you know, all this sort of poly paladin perfumery. A paladin perfumery that that mm. that trips the tongue nicely. I like that. Mm. There's potential there. <laughs> there's definitely potential there. Yeah, that that that's 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 the plan. So that's, that's it's definitely the plan. So do you fear um, with, um, so you were talking about the character concept who, who's uh, like the Phoenix Knight's psychic. Um, yeah. But you worried that if you, basically if you if you did play that character that he would just end up sliding back into your kind of go-to like start fights, open doors and just, you know, get on with it kind of no. character. I think he'd probably end up dead. <laughs> How so? <laughs> because I probably would try and revert a type and he just wouldn't be the right character for it and he'd just revert revert back you know he'd just end up going into a room and getting wiped out the only one that really hasn't ended up like that was um the one in matt's game splinters the uh, the assassin, assassin. yeah the dwarf assassin but he's yeah but he was a bit sort of like he was a one-man killing machine on his own though wouldn't he because he had such a good stealth and everything he just used to want he just used to basically excuse my name but piss the rest of the party off because he'd disappear wouldn't he you're in the middle of discussing yeah. something and paladin and splinters has gone and he's ended up killing loads of things and then or either that or falling down a hole or something and, and yeah. the thing is, is because splinters had such a good stealth it meant that essentially he could disappear off and nobody would notice he's gone until way after he's gone whereas you know if like a noisy barbarian or something goes right i'm going ahead everyone's going to know it yeah. everyone's going to see so it works quite well that you can kind of advance the game along um without having to have too much of an argument about it um yeah people he just disappeared and like i said the, the, the only time he knew he came back was that he had these magical cigar that never went out and he just you just smelled the cigar coming back oh so, yeah <laughs> is there a, a character concept uh that you've always wanted to play but haven't um i'm guessing the phoenix knights one is kind of one of those but is there anything aside from that but it's i don't really know what character class it'd be i mean i've i've read about it and i quite fancy the warlock type of thing well um playing, yes. playing one of the baromays um but obviously it's you are, but warlock, he, so well he's not an e i'm talking more like a sort of like a not an evil warlock but you know a bit of a but i don't know yeah i mean it could be sort of like a warlock in a wheelchair or something like that you know just something a little bit different well, like Professor I'm X, just thinking, Phil. <laughs> yeah, he could do something like that. Or I was thinking more of sort of like, um, again, going back to Phoenix Knights, Brian Potter. Who's <laughs> 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 Peter Kay. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do quite fancy, I, you know, quite fancy that. I mean, I've played a couple of clerics and they haven't been too bad. Um, 
I think the last one got killed was a dwarf cleric who picked a fight with some really high level. Were you on that one? I'm pretty sorry. That one. He flew up to the side of a tower and picked yes. a fight with some high level elven I, mage. And... I missed that, that session, but that was Primeval Thorn. We were quite high level that at that it. point. We were like level 17 or something, which is the highest 17. level I've ever played. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Well, of course, because that, that was before he got killed. Old Grey Craw was in that, wasn't he? He was a uh, yeah. Sean Bean, you know. Come on, then, you bastards. You bastards, yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. We have already um, touched on quite a few um, memorable moments uh, from various, um, the various games that we've been involved with together. Um, but overall, in your 44 years of experience, what would you say was your most uh, memorable moment in a, in an RP a TTRPG? Basically getting the entire male population of a town wiped out. I'll tell you the story. Please tell me the story. I, uh, yeah. And it, it actually led to this character's death, but I'll tell you that as we go along. Um, Spoilers. He be, my character was a, he was a, a fifth level character who was a, it wasn't an official character type. It was a barbarian, but in the, you've heard, you must've heard of white dwarf that do all the Warhammer stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, many years ago, it wasn't just, it was a Games Workshop thing that they used to do, but at the time, Games Workshop also had, um, was able to distribute D&D &D stuff, or TSR stuff, as it was. Mm -hmm. So, what, uh, White and the Wolf, it wasn't just about Warhammer, you had sort of like Traveller in there, you had RuneQuest, you had D&D, &D, you had all sorts of different role-playing games all in there, and it was, it, was, it was a lot better magazine than it is now. I mean, I've probably still got a couple of old copies if you want to look at them. But they, I, I have one copy of White Dwarf, but but probably nowhere near like yours sorry go ahead oh it's it was really it was it was good it was you know and it was there's a lot of stuff in it and they had scenarios in it, had new monsters in it they had discussions about stuff it was really good and they did have a character type of the barbarian obviously before because it was before it became official didn't become official until unearthed arcana in for the first ad and d first edition this was before then i had this character only with barbarian using the, these rules and it, they had this thing you know it was all sorts, sort of stuff they had this thing called first attack ferocity where you end up doing about four or five times as much damage in your first attack it was great but anyway i became i killed the the leader of this town and it was quite a primitive sort of town but i killed the leader of this town and became the leader of the town as you do and i decided that there was another town down the road that i didn't like and i was going to take all the men folk rile them all up and attack this other town so i did and managed to get all the men folk massacred. I survived. I was the only survivor. Managed Brilliant. to get all, all killed, and I was the only survivor. And then went back to the the town, basically to drum up the women and children to do the same thing to attack this town. <laughs> <laughs> went back there, and they killed me. They basically all turned on me, and there was something like two hundred women and children who I got killed by a, a pack of. 200 women and children stabbing me with pointed sticks and stuff and that was probably and i still remember that and that was probably about that must have been about 79 1979 1980 that oh, that thing wow. yeah and it was it's it's probably the only well it's probably one of the few things that's actually stuck with me from my my old games yeah still managed to do it and the other oh there was another one as well where i played a uh a paladin funnily enough i didn't play paladin but he decided he was gonna in the Greyhawk campaign, he was going to go and take the fight to them all on his own. In there's a there's a 
there's a country in the old Greyhawk camp called campaign called Ayers, the Kingdom of Ayers, which is ruled by Ayers, who's like one of the demons, pantheon type things in Greyhawk. And this paladin, he was only about third level, so he's going to go in there and kill him, and didn't. Went in there and got himself wiped out in about two minutes flat. So yeah, you know, silly little things like that I've done. That's uh, amazing. But yeah, it's all, um, all especially fun. Yeah, all in good fun, of course, of course. Uh, and you know, character death is uh, is a thing that I think it's an important, significant part of the game in all of the RPGs that I've played. There has to be that risk of death. There has to be consequences for your actions. And as adventurers, you know, if you're going to be fighting things, there's got to be a, a risk of of dying. It, it wouldn't. There would be. You wouldn't have the agency or the sort of, I guess, the um, immersion, if you like. Um, in the game if there is no consequence if there's no risk of death so um... and the thing is in the older editions it was a lot easier to die i mean mm. you think about now you know for your magic users for example first of all magic users have got 1d4 hit points <laughs> that's all we got <laughs> that's like a commoner in yeah, IV. <laughs> that's it they, they get the crack kicked out of them by kobolds and things like that you know it's great <laughs> they can the proper glass cannon they can do some really cool spells but they can also die from being kicked quite hard yeah yeah from getting sort of like a, a bad cold that was it would kill them sort of thing you know <laughs> could you actually get a cold in first edition like you have influenza um you do get diseases days. yeah first edition there were big long list of diseases you could get and things like that there was all sorts of stuff like that it was quite me, I mean, like, like I said, you, I've told the story of the flood where I lost most of my stuff, and also I gave stuff away stupidly, but you do, you know, when you get nagged by your wife that it's taking up room, you know. So I gave a load of it away to people. Yes. And I'm kicking myself now because I'm building up my, my, you know, I'm living vicariously through. Thankfully, I get paid for it now. You know, I'll get paid money now, so I can actually go out and buy stuff. So, like I said, <laughs> yeah, getting all this stuff again. Excellent. on our um discord server um mm. who we which only was devised today as you know um is a um random question chart uh Ooh. so at the moment we have 10 suggestions on, on there and i'm going to get every guest to uh do at least one random question from the chart so, uh, just because it, it, so do you have a d10 to hand by any chance i've got a, an old style d10 here so i'm sort of like can you see that? It's very old. How, it's not well, even I mean, coloured in. It's not coloured in. Yes, it's it's just engraved. So because <laughs> you used to get a little wax crayon. We used to get a little wax crayon with them, and you'd sort of rub the wax crayon over it so that all the the bits of the wax would go in and scrape it all off, and it will, the numbers would still be in there. Like look on that one. Ah, uh, see, it? see, the white I see. One? yeah, 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 yeah. And these used to get come. Used to get these ones with your little box set, so you basic or anything like that in fact i'll use that one because you can see the numbers on it sure. or i can see the numbers i won't be able to well, see so the bloody numbers right, do you want me to i roll trust it? whatever you say so uh yes if you can roll the d10 please and let us know what you get seven seven which class do you think best represents you as a person again well i mean you know my background i've i've been in the military i've been a police officer i've been a prison officer i'm into me martial arts i've done boxing so i think we probably have to go down the fighter fighter barbarian type thing fighter probably barbarian. not so much a barbarian yeah definitely a fighter of some sort um, um 
maybe more of a pugilist yeah. like a monk or something that you can do extra damage with your punches or um, i don't know not not saying that nah, necessarily well, you would be punching a lot i suppose you probably wouldn't be no because i mean my fight is more brawling type thing as opposed to sort of like it's more sort of like yeah. you know so um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i would definitely say probably along the lines of a fighter of some sort <clears throat> nice probably not a barbarian as much because i'm oh, i don't live in the middle of the world wild and sort of like and you don't rage well, you know? <laughs> I'm too old to rage now mate it put me back out um, so absolutely fair yeah I'd probably say I'd probably say you know now if I if I was to call myself something now I would probably say sort of like one of the grizzled you know veteran type fighters that sit there and you know with a pipe and sort of like you know when I was a lad we used to Living homes, that sort of thing. You, um, so, have you played Skyrim before, Rich? I can't remember if we've talked about it. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, so so yes. you're essentially saying that you would be like one of the guards from Skyrim. Uh, like, I used to one be of the city guards. Like you, uh, until I took an arrow yeah. to the knee. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's you. Did somebody, did somebody steal your sweet roll? <laughs> that sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, that's definitely me. Human Stop fighting. lollygagging. I love the... Um, <laughs> lollygagging. I love that of all of the potential things that we can be uh, in D&D still, <laughs> or, or any other role-playing uh, role game, that still Human Fighter is the most popular, and that is pretty much what you you would cast yourself I am, as. yeah, I am, I'm just it, you know, I'm just, and that's it sort of thing, you know, I'm a, that's it, I'd, I'd like to be something different, you know, I've, 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 ex I say, you know, I've got um, a couple more things on D&D Beyond, I've got a, I've got a halfling bard that I've made called Rude Trevor. Rude Trevor. You've talked to me about Rude Trevor, but but it's been a while. Rude ahead. Trevor. Yeah, who's basically a bard who's crap. He can't play, you know, he, he, although he can play instruments, he plays them really badly. But when he when they throw things, he's just abusive to them and sort of like shoots a crossbow at them and things like that. So that's Rude Trevor. The next, uh, and I've always, next level of vicious mockery is that's just him speaking. Yeah, that sort of thing. And I've also um, got one who's a an elf with called david dowie who's like an elf and he's an elven bard and he'll sing like that and you know <laughs> ziggy stardust uh, is he, is he the elf that fell to earth he is well he's the elf that fell somewhere like but yeah he's uh but yes that's the uh that's that's a couple of things that i've i've pondered using using you know so um just yeah but obviously right you know now, i guess yeah yeah, but I've, as you know, I mean, I've got a, I've played the wolves as well. I've got my incredibly stupid dwarf, who lived his infant life in a pig pen. Oh, fetid and smells fetid, grunt. fetid, fetid grunt, and he smells appallingly. But he's just really cheerful and does anything. He doesn't care how stupid it is, he'll do it. So he's got like an intelligence of four, isn't he, or something? Really yeah, stupid, and that also that kind of is that's kind of against type for you because although fetid will go and open all the doors. He he has to be told to do it. Like he 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 doesn't really think for himself too much. Um, so, no. you know, there is well, definitely he room there. Yeah, well, he desecrated a tomb, didn't he, of some god that's coming back to bite him now. He oh, decided the, the frog he was god, relieve, yeah, Barlas. Yeah, he's going to relieve himself on it because yeah, he so, relieved yeah. himself on the altar. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't know what Perfect. it was. He just thought it was someone that he could use. So, yeah, this looks like a peeing. But code. yes, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, they all are similar types of things. They're all hooligans of some sort. Uh, your misspent youth coming back uh, <laughs> through your character yeah it's just just the stuff i didn't get caught with 
cook for. So uh, yes, <laughs> amazing. Well, uh, as much as I'd like to delve more into that, I think this is a very good point to actually to to uh, cut things off for today um, because that's great. So, thank you so much, Rich, for coming on. Um, no, thank and you, Henry. I found out a lot more about about you uh and not just your uh um rpg stuff but you know just a bit more about about the the history of mr rich windsor which uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna delete my number off the thing and never meet never see god i never, you'll you never know, see blocking. me again you know that um <laughs> yeah you know our session on sunday i'm probably not i'm not gonna come yeah. i'm just gonna I'm last gonna, time i'm gonna wash my hair so you know <laughs> <laughs> i can't use that excuse <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much, Rich. Uh, and no worries, mate. Yeah, we'll speak again soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of A Slice and Dice. If you've enjoyed what you've seen, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. We really do appreciate your support. And of course, if you'd like to get involved in any future interviews, whether that's being a guest yourself or suggesting uh, some options for our random question chart, join us on our Discord server. There should be a link to that down below.